From New York City, the world famous Comedy Cellar presents Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Hatem Gabber. Live from America Podcast, where the top experts in the world and the best comics in the nation get together weekly to discuss today's issues as they cover news, culture, politics, comedy, and more. With an equal part of knowledge and comedy. And now, here are your hosts, Hatem Gabber and Noam Gorman. Oh, yes. What do you, you play anything, Hatem? I play everything. I'm good at everything. We started with the solo from Noam. That was Noam Dorman playing a little bit. Something that I taught him. Um, let's see. He's still practicing. What's up, Noam? Long time no see. Hi, Hatem. Hi. Uh, this is Hatem alongside me, Noam Dorman, Comedy Seller, uh, live from America podcast. Uh, and today we tip, you know, we tip the show on sometimes on uh, Sunday. Today is Sunday and it's Super Bowl Sunday. And our guest is comedian Chris Allen. He's back. Hey. Uh, so my regular here. Good to see you. You too. Right, Chris. I'm doing How well. Doing? How are you doing? Good. I'm great. Um, <laughs> And uh, for the first time, our guest of honor is Ron Placone. Uh, he is Whoa. a uh, comedian, and he is the host of, if you don't know, uh, one of the best podcasts out there. It's called Get Your News On with Ron Podcast. Uh, and he just finished his pilot and uh, his first feature. Um, oh, nice. Um, I don't know if you want me to mention all the details of it. Um is it out yet? We can talk about it a little bit. So the the pilot we we just screened it a couple Saturdays ago in Tucson, um, and uh, and I need to figure out what I'm gonna do next with it. I don't know if I'm gonna like just put it out into the world and see if someone will pick up the series, uh, or if I'm just gonna try to do the series on my own and do it in three parts. But uh, but yeah, we we had a screening in Tucson. It was a good time. So now I need to figure out what's next. And then the feature I'm working on, we start shooting in April. So, uh, yeah, yeah nice. those are kind of like the next things on my horizon. And thank you so much for having me, and happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. That's right. You know, you know Jimmy Dore, right? Uh, I've seen you a few videos with him. I used to work there. I don't anymore. Oh, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, so um, how are you guys doing? Are you ready for the Super Norm, are you going to be at the cellar for the Super Bowl party? No, I'm watching it at home with Harry. Oh. Harry it must be fun watching with Harry with all his stats and uh, he'll tell you exactly what to do. It's funny because he doesn't, Harry Inton from CNN, you know, he's uh, he's genius in a lot of ways, but I can see like watching sports with him. I don't know. But um, just you and Harry, that's it? Uh, yeah, actually my son Manny and my nine-year-old is going to the, to the Super Bowl party with uh, his friend Max Kelly, Robert Kelly's son. So yeah, just me and Harry and Harry's girlfriend, maybe my wife will join us. I don't know. All right, cool, cool. Uh, Chris, you into Super Bowl and sports or no? Nah, not so much. Ron, I guess I I rounded out here. No, I'm I'm more of a hockey guy, so I'm kind of indifferent to the Super Bowl. Oh, you asked Chris. I thought you asked me. Oh no, I asked Chris. Chris is muted. He's muted. Oh, Chris, you're muted, Chris. Yeah, I'm I'm going to a friend's Super Bowl party, man. I'm doing some super black shit. Uh, the dudes at my barber shop are renting out a place, and I'm gonna. Go hang out there for a little bit with some of the fellas. So it'll be fun. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So uh, I guess we're all um, 
uh, we divided two and two for for the ball, but well, we all like the news, so let's let's talk about the news, you know. Um, yeah. All right, first thing, and uh, and I did uh, and uh, the object that was unidentified that was shot ten miles from Alaska on Friday. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, that's the only thing we're missing now: aliens, right? Like, and then we we pretty much have everything else. So, um, what's your thoughts on that? First of all, uh, do you think it's a big deal? You think it's whatever? Let's go with Chris first. I'm excited, man. So, so um, Air Force, man. I'm excited. My my neighbor is ex Army, and we were both like Intel guys, and we've been sending each other stuff for the last year or so, uh, because they the, the government was uh, was starting to release, uh, you know, old reports about UFOs and uh, whatever other acronyms they use to describe these unidentified flying objects. Uh, I, I do. I really think this is the beginning of something weird. I know some people are going to roll their eyes. But I mean, ever since the 40s and 50s, man, they've kind of admitted that, hey, there's some weird shit out there. And uh, I, I think this is the beginnings of it. Maybe not the, the China the China balloon, but I think this thing over Alaska, because it was a little bit smaller, they're not really saying much. I, I think this uh this could be something. I, I could be wrong, but I want to believe. Well, it wasn't maneuvering or anything. But, you know, what we know, it's like it's the size of a car, right? Small car. And it was like about 40,000 feet. But I do think that there's aliens. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I'll tell you my theory. But let's go with Ron and then Norman thoughts on that. And then I'll tell you why I have the proof that there is aliens. Well, Actually, we're, I up have to, we're up yeah. to three now, right? I mean, first they shot the the uh, the Chinese balloon. Then they shot the thing near Alaska. And now they shot like another thing elsewhere near Canada. And uh, they're saying that allegedly all of them were balloons, but they're not sure yet. Like Chuck Schubert was like, oh, I think they're all balloons. But uh, yeah, I, I think it is very much par for the course that we just started randomly shooting things out of the air. And we're, we're just going to shoot first and ask never. That's uh, that's very much the American way. I think it's going to end with like we're just going to we're going to accidentally eliminate the last bald eagle. And in like cool irony, <laughs> that's like where it all ends. So, so yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to find out what these things actually are. Uh, going bigger picture, though, I am with you. I think there are definitely, uh, there's definitely extraterrestrial life. I think there's like a hundred percent chance that that's the case. So, totally. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Don't but to dive into that. So you don't think this one is. Uh, like aliens or anything like that. You think it's it could be just a balloon, like a. And then, I hope not. Yeah, I hope it's not because I feel like uh, my hunch is that extraterrestrial life is far more intelligent than we are, uh, and maybe some of that's just also wishful thinking. But I think they're probably way more advanced and more intelligent than we are. So I, I hope I hope we're not just shooting them down because they probably have some useful shit to tell us. But uh, but yeah, I I don't think I have a feeling it's probably gonna be balloons or something like that. But we'll see. Norm, what do you think? It's not aliens, hot Tim. Oh Why? boy, <laughs> hater. What is with you people? All right, I have. To... Go ahead. I think alien had the technology to travel across solar systems, and they get shot out of the sky. By it's so stupid. It's not aliens. But I mean, maybe I, I will bet no. you. I will bet you five dollars and give you ten thousand to one odds that it's not aliens. I give you a million to one odds. <laughs> okay, I I can prove to you that there is aliens. You know, but 
Can, can I ask this? Just just because it's not their uh, best technology, that doesn't mean that uh, it's not them. I mean, we send drones and all types of shit into areas all the time. I mean, for us, it might be advanced, but for them, that might be a equivalent to like a $30 radio on oh, Radio Shack's now, but just some piece of shit probe. Yeah, because that's what I was saying. Know. It's a drone or something like that. Like, just to test, you know? Yeah. yeah. It is, repeat, it repeat, it's not aliens. There's no Martians coming out of the sky. Not yet. Oh, I, someday. I don't know. Do you believe in aliens at all? Because, because look, Noam, if you don't believe at all, then you need to just admit that you just don't, you don't think it's real. You're skeptical from the get-go. I believe that, obviously, with an infinite universe, that we are probably, probably not the only life form. And maybe some, maybe some are more advanced than us, and some are less advanced than us. Maybe some have figured out how to try. Who knows? But this, whatever they shot out of the sky in Canada, is not aliens. Alaska, Alaska, whatever. Alaska, Canada. Yeah. Well, here, here is here is my theory. I prove to you why and how do uh, I know that there is aliens? Because um, you know the presidents are the only people that have you know access to know all the stuff. And once Trump become president, what's the first thing he do? He start an airspace force. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll be the first one no matter what. So he read something and he started it. See? Genius. Thank you very much. Admit it. I agree. That's one thing about that guy. I will. Uh, it was funny at first, but he's also a very scary guy. You know what I mean? And I, he, I, I believe you, man. I feel like he read something. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit back. I'm starting some... Uh, a space force. I, I I agree, man. He read something weird that freaked him out. He read something. Yeah, but don't you think if he had any kind of like real definitive like smoking gun evidence of like something, he would have spilled it by now? I mean, man. I mean the dude loves marketing and, and just like attention so much. I feel like he would have been like, hey, I know there's aliens. You got to join Truth Social and I'll tell you or something like that. Like he would have done something. That would have been the best selling point, point for that. Yeah. And and I do. I mean, it's like I, and I'm not necessarily like totally disagreeing with y'all. Like I, I do think there's there's definitely life out there. And I want to believe that it's more advanced than us. I feel like that's more of a belief. I don't have any evidence of that one way or another. But uh, but I don't know if I mean the the government definitely has a lot of stuff that we're not privy to. But I don't know if it's anything super definitive. Like like I don't really buy the whole like Gray's theory or anything like that. Like it sounds interesting, but but I'm not necessarily on board with that. But but I do think there's stuff out there we don't know about, and and I think there's definitely some more advanced life out there. I don't think we are, are as advanced as we think we are. I think that I think oh, that's I don't number think we're one. Advanced at all? Yeah, yeah I think no, we're no, very no, archaic. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. That's why I'm saying I I hope they're more advanced than us. I, really yeah. I, I think good. I think we're just so dumb. We just don't understand what's going on around us. I I, I really think we're just that unaware of what's going on in space. I think I think we're very very unaware. We're like one of those uncontacted. Uh, civilizations that they they find in like uh, South America somewhere, but I think we're kind of that for the for the solar system in the universe. We're just one of these one of those tribes. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think we are doing pretty good. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see when they come in if they're going to be more advanced. Or, we or can't go anywhere. You look around and you think we're doing good. We're stuck on our own planet. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this planet. Another another problem. Um, 
So uh, Joe Rogan is under fire again. Uh, so you heard his comment on um, what he said about Elhan Omar. You know, so right. just play quickly what he said. Ilian Omar, where she's uh, she's apologizing for talking about it's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Which is just about money. She's, she's talking about she money. She shouldn't have apologized. That I mean, I'll not, go ahead That's and say not an it. anti-Semitic statement. I don't think that is. It's about the Benjamins are money. You know, the, the idea that Jewish people are not into money is ridiculous. Listen. That's like saying uh, Italians aren't into pizza. It's stupid. <laughs> all right. Italians not into pizza. Um so I know this was, uh, you know, we, we emailed a little bit about it, Noam, but uh, let, let's let's get, uh, Ron, what do you think of that, uh, the statement and Joe Rogan? Well, the thing he's Ilhan referencing, Omar. the thing he's referencing with Ilhan Omar was when she criticized APAC, which, you know, is an organization that does lobby a lot of money. So, you know, I agree with that sentiment that she shouldn't apologize um, you know, I, I didn't like his joke at all, and I, I certainly don't agree with every take Joe Rogan has. Um, I also find it very, very sad that we have a news media who's opining about a comedy podcast. But, you know, that's a whole other set of worms. So, yeah, I agree with the sentiment. She shouldn't apologize. I agree with that. And I, I also agree that, uh, you know, that whole thing where they kicked her off the Ford committee. I mean, I thought that was just nonsense the way that that what that happened i thought it was just political theater because before they kicked her off they all approved her and that included all the republicans involved and so forth they were all fine with her being part of that then all of a sudden they changed their tune and they're like oh she can't be part of this and let's be honest what that really was what that was was that was red meat for their base going hey we're america america first and she's not america that's all right. that was. I mean, it, it was just it was just xenophobic nonsense. And, uh, you know, so so that that's kind of my take on the whole situation. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a lot to say about this one. Well, I, I don't know where to start. I mean, first of all, was she talking about APAC? Because I'm just. Um, so I'm curious. I, I know she I know she's talking about Israel, but was it APAC specifically she was talking about? Yeah, the first uh, time she got under fire, that was that was what she was talking about. Pretty certain. In February 2019, House Leader Kevin McCarthy threatened House Minority threatened to take action against Omar for their support of BDS. When journalist Glenn Greenwald responded, how it was remarkable how much time he was political leader spend defending a foreign nation, even if it means attacking free speech rights, Omar agreed saying it was all about the Benjamins. So it was not, um, she later claimed it was all about APAC, but that was not the context of the statement. This, the context of the statement was much broader than that. And it was uh, about BDS, which is, you know, pretty harsh and many people feel anti-Semitic and, and about um, uh, the, the whole notion that we support Israel. So um was not about APAC uh but she said it was uh about Israel and what was interesting is that you talked about this last week so you know when you when you when you start to say things that um strongly resemble the things which uh awful people have used to harm an ethnic group um a a person of a substance speaks carefully about those things she's made a habit of talking about Israel hypnotizing the world, Jews being all about money, whatever it is. So this is, you know, 
this is not the way I think one ought to talk. If you want to make these points, we can say that she's just a total idiot and, and she doesn't understand world history. She doesn't understand the, the she's never seen the money grubbing Jew Nazi uh, pornog- uh, 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 propaganda. She's never seen the Jews hypnotizing uh, and controlling protocols of elders of Zion type stuff. She just, you know, she just a, a United States congressman who's totally oblivious to these tropes and, you know, just coincidentally happens to find herself uttering them. If you want to believe that, you can believe in aliens. Um, <laughs> having said that, what's interesting is that she, she uh, defended funny. it, her plausible den- deniability, as it is so often the plausible deniability of people who are saying these things. And sometimes they are just criticizing Israel, of course. Um, was that it wasn't about Jews, it was about uh, Israel and America's support for Israel. But Joe Rogan, you know, proved the point of all the people who are criticizing Omar because he's a sophisticated guy and he didn't even didn't even register with him that he wasn't that she wasn't talking about the Jews. He's immediately saying, No, of course, everybody knows the Jews love money. Um, now. I don't think Joe Rogan is an anti-Semite, but I am astonished that he would uh, talk that way. Uh, are we going to? He doesn't sound like he was kidding. Uh, if we're what? Let's make a list of the analogous types of things that we can now say, unless this is a special case about ethnic groups, uh, flattening them all into one generalization. What can we say about blacks? What can we say about? Uh, Whoever. So what do we say about women? What do we say about Muslims? Um, so I don't I don't know why he I don't know why he would take that liberty. You know, if you take uh let's say something that I don't even know I should say this, but let's just say for the sake of argument that black people do eat more fried chicken culturally than, than other people do. That's the fact that that's true does not give me license to say, come on, you know black people love fried chicken because there's a whole history around that subject, right. which if I speak that way, I sound like an asshole. It's like, yeah, it, it's not enough just that it, you know, and I'm not saying, and, and, and the fact is that, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a mild kind of thing. Black people like chicken is, you know, is, is, is like, you know, Italian people like uh, spaghetti or, or a thing. It's, it's a, it's not on the face of it a negative stereotype. It's be, it's a negative stereotype because of the history somehow. I don't even know the history, but I of the of what it is. You know, liking a, a food within your culture is not on its face bad, right? We know that Asian people eat rice, but um, uh, being uh, uh, you know in in uh, in into money and in love with money in the context of Jews, this is a serious thing. This is a serious fucking thing, and I just I'm just surprised. He doesn't know that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't think he should be fired or anything like that. I, and a lot of people are silent. Even Ben Shapiro is double talking about it. A lot of people who go on his show who are, you know, prominent Jews clearly seem to be chickening out of saying boo to criticize Joe Rogan because I would guess they don't want to lose that, that platform of the Rogan show. That's very disturbing. I wonder yeah. if maybe the remarks like Kanye and the rest have kind of softened the ground for this. And I'll tell you something else. A lot of people like Constantine Kissin has said that, you know, there's some truth to this thing between Jews and money. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would say that when I've been around religious Jews, 
they talk about money in an open way that uh, some other other people might find embarrassing to be so like open about it. Uh, I don't I don't know what that is. Maybe because it's the business, whatever it is. On the other hand, you know, I mean, I I dealt with enough people to see what horrors people can be f- for money and how little integrity people can have for money and how much people chase money and steal money and and, and you name it. I mean, I've dealt with everybody. I haven't seen that concentrated in Jewish people. I have not noticed Jewish people being greedier with me or less reasonable with me or more less honest with me or more, um, you know, uh, disgusting when it came to the things that people have done for money. And I'll say that growing up as a non-religious Jew, you know, and, and hot time, I, was, I mean, I didn't grow up in a house that was con- concerned with money. My friends were not particularly concerned, concerned with money. And if nobody had, if nobody had ever told me about this stereotype, I would have never occurred to me that I was any, me and my Jewish friends were any different than our non-Jewish friends when it came to money. So, 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 you know, but a lot of stereotypes have some grain of truth. So it's complex. I'm not here to say that there's no truth to um, any stereotype, but in America to normalize talking about a group of people, you know, Jews love money, you know, blacks are criminals, you know, you you know, you know, black, you know, uh, Muslims or whatever, you know, uh, I mean, you're talking about Muslims. Okay. You, you could go on and on. And um, I mean, God forbid I'm not woke, but you know, this is not what we want, is it? It's like, we don't like, this is not an improvement on our discourse. If people can still be, you know, diplomatic in some way. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I mean, I, I think it was, uh, it, it was not a cool statement to make at all, especially, I mean, hey, like my family is uh, Italian and I have Jewish people in my family. And it's like, okay, so one of those things is about, you know, a culinary creation that is loved around the world. The other thing is about, you know, a very gross stereotype that's rooted rooted in anti-Semitism. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a cool statement to make. I mean, <clears throat> there are complex conversations to be had where it's like, well, there is a difference between criticizing a government and, you know, being anti-Semitic. Those are two very, very different things, be it the Israeli government or the American government or anything else. And I, th- I also think if you want to defend Elhan Omar, which, you know, I'm okay with, doesn't of course mean you are. just blindly defend everything. Everybody okay. knows the Native Americans are into liquor. I mean, like, you can't, like, you're going to say, the, like, everybody knows. I mean, like, what the fuck is he? Who talks that way? Right, because, yeah, because you know what the connotation is behind that. You know, I, yeah. I can I can bring up some statistics on every right. ethnic group. I don't want to say them out loud, right? And like, like and and say, well, oh, come on, what? And by the way, even no matter what, is even it's not it's not actually true because, you know, what's the number that allows you to then speak about the entire group? But let's say you know, you know, people do generalize. But if I show that you know some ethnic group was twice as likely as another ethnic group to have this negative quality, that negative quality, or I okay. I, I, honestly, as the thing comes to my head, I don't even want to say them out loud because it's gross. But so, um, let me ask you this, then we'll go with Chris's opinion. Uh, when you when you actually because this is a lot of people don't get it. When you heard this comment, did it bother you? Like you were like bothered by it? No. What did it bother me? Yeah. Yeah, when of course it bothered it. me. But it it's bothered me more to it bothered me, and yeah. then. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't think Rogan is an anti-Semite. Now I don't know Rogan. I, I'm a one degree of separation from him and a lot of people, but it's hard for me to believe that you know he has some, you know, 
deep dislike. But, but that's, yeah, you. I don't think he is. But that's my point. Is like a lot of people don't understand how people feel about certain statement. Like, well, this statement, if I hear it, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. But what bothers me is that that it's it's normalizing. He's the most important media personality in the country in the world right now. Second, he, second most important. I am the most important. Second to who? <laughs> and um, yeah. he's normalizing a certain way of talking about things. If Rogan does it and it's okay, then everybody can talk that way, right? Then my kids can talk that way. Like, and um. That bothers me, and of course, what what's but what's really bothering me, what's really bothering me, is the silence of a whole bunch of Jews who were freaking out about Ilhan Omar. They didn't hold their tongue when Ilhan Omar said stuff. They 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 were right out there talking about Ilhan Omar, complaining. And now Rogan says he's moved the ball further downfield on this kind of thing. And he's defending Omar, and they're like, "Oh, you're Rogan." When they're actually, most of them are not even saying anything. That's just, you know, that's dangerous. That's that's scary to me. Chris, what do you think? I I agree with Noah, man. Uh, <laughs> it would have been funny if you said I agree with Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I after I all don't... this, and you're like, I agree with Rogan. <laughs> uh, you know what? I one no, Why are you surprised that uh, Rogan? Said what he said. This, th- I mean, this is par for the course. I don't think he's necessarily Rogan. I think he's talking about normalization. Like, yeah, I mean, this is what he does, man. He he says weird shit. I mean, I look, look. I don't, I don't think Rogan is racist. He said nigga before. I don't think the guy is racist. I just think that he's talked a lot. He says a lot of weird things. And to be honest, I, I feel like at this point, uh, I feel like that the man is kind of beholden to the monster that he's created. He has to be that guy. He has well, to be that guy now. You know, I don't know if he because that deep about that. You know, he, hold on. Because it's about the Jews, it made me rethink. I, I mean, I, I took another mental look at my reaction to Rogan saying the N word and why I wasn't uh, so bothered about that. Because yeah, you're not black, motherfucker. That's why. Well, well, well that, that's. That, I wonder if that's the reason. But then I don't think that's the reason because if he said if he had said something about Jews in that way, you know joking or uh making an outrageous joke or you know obviously just using the word in context the n-word these are you know this is just a, seems to me a far cry from what he said ab- about the jews he did make he made that joke about seeing uh, planet of the apes in planet of the apes and this was um i thought and he apologized for it and that was a yeah. joke they shouldn't have made yeah but um you know, I, speaking to a lot of black people about it, black comedians, they actually weren't that bothered about it for some reason. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Honestly, because my, me and my wife got into this conversation, to be honest. She goes, really? You think that's okay? And I go, look, this is not an excuse. I was like, but you're talking about doing uh, people doing podcasts when all this shit was brand new. Nobody thinks anyone is listening. And that's what made podcasts cool is because you got, to, you got that insight into how comedians talk to each other. And that yeah. was cool. But that kind of got lost over time as they became more popular. People started to make more money. They started to have have more influence. And that's why Joe Rogan, whenever he says something, it's on television now. It's on TV. People clip it out. They talk about it on podcasts. It's a thing. I mean, let's be honest. There's other comics that made a career reacting to what Joe Rogan has said. Yeah, He's, yeah. he's the guy. But I'm not surprised. 
And look, I'm not going to make any excuses for Il Ilhan Omar at all. Omar at all. I'll say this: if she was a, an American-born uh, Muslim, I would I would give her a little bit more leeway, just a little bit. But I would still say it's wrong. I, and I say this ignorantly because I'm not really sure what the tension is between Muslims and Jewish people in America. But I will say this: from what I see, it but doesn't what, seem to be. What's the difference if she was born here? I don't get that part. Because I, I don't think I don't think American uh, now. See, this is again, this is my ignorance. I don't know if American Muslims know how serious uh, the conflict can be outside of America. Because I, I run into this in comedy, it's a little bit different. Where like I, I was, I think it was like an Irish guy I was talking to, and I said something about English people or, or Protestants or Catholics, and he got really fucking pissed off. And I go, "You need to relax, man." But I have to realize, too, like, I, I didn't grow up over there. I didn't lose anybody in this Protestant Catholic thing or whatever the fuck it was. Um, in America, I just don't know if the Jewish Muslim thing is as as uh, is, is, is it as tense as it is outside. But, but, uh, but I have a comment for this. So you don't think somebody is when they are American citizen, it's there's a difference between American citizen and American citizen born here. I like I like I was saying, I think we as an American if you're American born, you are kind of further removed from it. So we might have a little bit more in, insensitivity to what's going on. I mean, there's four twenty-eight thousand people laying dead right now in Syria, and most of us don't give a fuck because it's not America. Or it's not in you know, it's not in our country. Okay. But I also but her being uh, uh from from uh where's she from again? Ethiopia. Somalia. Somalia, Somalia. Somalia raised by Somali parents. The thing is. This woman knows all these tropes. It's it's no different than for me than like somebody that's that was raised in the South by parents who were uh they were around like the Jim Crow shit and they start saying little things. You can't play ignorant because it's like, hey, you really know what that is. She's towing the line. She's doing what a lot of Republicans do. Where you say something like what no one was saying, you make this uh this generalization like, oh, it's all about the Benjamins. You know exactly what the fuck you're saying. You know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't and, think that has to do with being born here or there. That, that's, but that's fine, but that's that's just my opinion, my man. Yeah. I okay. just I just feel like Americans, we just we don't know we don't know the uh the uh, uh the severity of certain things sometimes because we're we're not we're not around it. Like uh just not too long ago, I was at the barbershop. There's this Israeli kid getting his hair cut. He made some very disparaging uh terms uh comments about Jewish people. And I'm like, yo, man, what the fuck is your problem? But for him being over, and I'm not saying everybody from Israel is like this, but for him, I'm also, but for him talking like that was cool because yeah. where he's from, it's okay. But in America, I'm not Muslim, but I'm not going to sit here and let you talk shit like that. This ain't, this ain't where you're from. This in Alabama, like in Alabama, you might get away with saying certain things about black people, but in certain, in, in California, New York, same with comedy. You can get away with saying, making the, the worst gay jokes in the Midwest, but in California and New York, you're not you're not gonna that's not gonna fly it can fly it's gonna it can fly in texas it can fly in california in, in, in florida but in these liberal states it's not gonna fly okay i i just uh i just feel like someone being born there over there experiencing it having parents who are older who've been through all this type of shit i i for, for me i i feel like uh she she gets she gets no uh she gets no grace or leniency in this at all she knows exactly what she's doing. I feel like it's, it's it's some dog whistle shit, man. Well, whatever. Um, I'm whatever. Rogan hasn't, Rogan hasn't apologized, right? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, no. 
I, I, funny, I, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I, I feel like I give a little more slack to somebody who isn't born here, but it's, it's beside the point. Really? I, I see what you're saying. Okay. But it's, it's really, it's really beside the point. I mean, right. She, she said what she said. Um, and, um, I think her, I think her denial is that she didn't mean Jews in some way. And she just was somehow being narrow. I don't personally nah. believe that you yeah. can believe it if you want, but Rogan, you know, he blew that all out of the water because he, he didn't even, like I said, he crashed right through that. He says, no, whatever she said, we all know the Jews are into money. They love money. It's stupid to think otherwise. He said that. Right. So now we're in a whole new universe where people don't even have to pretend they didn't mean it anymore. Like everything she was trying so hard that people wouldn't think she meant, Rogan has now said, I don't care what she said. I'm going to say what you think she meant, and I'm going to stand by it. Now what are you going to do to me? And nobody's doing nothing to him. So I mean, people are complaining, but you know. No, I mean, I agree with you. Like, look, the the idea of liking money is not bad, but when that idea was used to sub uh, subjugate and kill your people, millions of them, it's not cool to say. It's like you know what you're doing. Um, well, but you know, it's like I, I just just we should get move past this. But I wrote somebody. You know, I don't like when. I shouldn't say I don't like. I don't agree when Jews talk about, you know, there could be another Holocaust in the United States. It could happen anywhere. I don't I don't personally believe that's true. Not in the sense that, I mean, a meteor could hit the earth too, but, I, but that's not my worry. Right. Uh, my worry is a regression to the mean, which is a, an important concept. Uh, and the regression to the mean of just uh, a certain American level anti-Semitism um you know of of the 50s and 60s and 70s and, and and even before the 40s that my father lived through um i mean here's stories about alan dershowitz uh, you know was first in his class of law school and got rejected from every single law firm he applied to in the 70s like cr crazy shit so my worry is that once this kind of thing is normalized that well yeah there's a lot of stereotypes out there we don't use but the truth is the jews are into money um this is bad that the, that the the very comfortable i don't know what the words are the very serene accepted life that the jews have had over the last 20 years or so or 30 years may turn out to be the exception not the rule and as a friend of mine said this is worldwide you know now if a if somebody makes a bad remark about the jews or something happens to the jews world leaders like macron merkel they will take a stand for the jews because that generation is still, I put it before, still within like the psychological blast zone of the right. Holocaust. They didn't live through the Holocaust, but they, the fallout, the radioactive fallout, psychological, as it were, attached to people of my age and the right. age of a lot of world. <clears throat> but 20 years from now, are European leaders going to give a shit about the Jews? Is, that, is anybody, like as, at, at some point, the past just becomes a black and white movie. Nobody cares anymore. Exactly. And... And like I said, regression to the mean, the, the, the actual, uh, I mean, Tyler Cowen has used that concept, um, the actual base level of anti-Semitism appropriate to wherever it is in the world that it exists or whatever culture that exists, we're going to get closer back to that. And that's scary for me as a Jew, you know? I'm, I'm, well, would you say that like neo-Nazism is kind of, on a rise worldwide compared to the past like 10 or 20 years i have no idea i mean i remember in the 90s skinheads were a big big deal and i, I don't know 
I think it is bigger, man. I I, I live in Charlottesville, so I mean, yeah, I, I do. I think it is. And look, I was in the military as well, and it, it's people have always talked shit about black people. But dude, once we got into this into this war with the Middle East, I mean, the way people with the, my coworkers would talk about Muslim people and Islam, I mean, any uniform was just disgusting. I'm talking well over a decade of it. And I think when we allow that kind of talk, when we allow that kind of talk, it just it bleeds over to other things. I mean, sure. you're going to talk about black people. And you're right. I, I I don't remember people really talking like this about Jewish people 10, 15 years ago, to, to be honest. But now, like Noam was saying, it's starting to slowly become normalized. And that's why people are like, hey, man, this shit ain't cool. And this is what bothers me about it. But if they're going to talk like, about Jewish people, they're going to start talking about every ethnic background. That's why we need to, right. start, and, you know, and that's that's the limit right. to me. That's why I ask them if it bothers, because I feel if it, if a comment bothers a certain group, then then it's off limit. It shouldn't be normalizing, you know. I, I agree. But see, the thing is like, the, and then I'm not saying it's every single Joe Rogan listener, but the stereotypical Rogan listener, they're okay with Jew jokes, with trans jokes, with black jokes, or even just these racist tropes of different ethnic groups. But the moment you say anything about white people or white guys, all of a sudden, it's just like, whoa, we got to be careful with our words. But it's just like, but you just call this person a tranny. You think nigger is cool. You know, you're cool with these Jewish tropes. But all of a sudden, when people talk about you, it's a problem. That's something that really, really bothers me. That's that's going on right now. We could talk about everybody else, you know, everybody else. But the moment you start talking about white guys and oh, you're a school shooter, oh, you're an insurrectionist, all of a sudden, oh, this is anti-white. What, what about all this other shit y'all been saying? Everybody else is being sensitive when you say stuff about Jewish people, black people, gays, trans people. We're being sensitive. But now people are seeing when Joe Rogan say some shit about about Jewish people, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we need to revisit this and think about this. Yeah, motherfucker, because now people are talking shit about you. So it's always funny when the when the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so what, what, about, what do you? Th I don't think yeah. Jews have been soft on uh, on racism against other people. I, I can't uh, I, I can't say that they have, but I, I'm just saying as a black person. I don't feel like I feel we don't get a lot of uh we we don't get a lot of uh grace. It's a you know what I can say that about a lot of groups. Whenever people complain, Native Americans, we're being sensitive. Yeah. Muslims, right. oh, you're being sensitive, man. You're being sensitive. But we're not we're not gonna solve it. She should she should apologize. I feel like Rogan, he didn't she, help the situation. She, she did apologize. She did. Oh, she, she did? did? Yeah. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he, he, didn't. he didn't. Yeah, she That's should. Right. She should apologize. She knows what the fuck she's doing. You know, the, the, the apology is meaningless. But yeah, she. I mean, his his apology would be would I would take more seriously than hers. She was forced to apologize. He, in my gut, could actually wake up and say, "What the fuck was I thinking? I didn't mean to say it that way." Um, I I just feel like she's she's a repeat offender on this, and I mean, we we put way too much stock in apologies especially apologies that people are forced to give because they're in trouble they, they say right. what they have to say there's no reason to believe them right but um whatever i mean yeah. all right so um let's move on a little bit yeah um nikki haley just i didn't send you this but nikki haley just uh said she's gonna run for president she announced she's running for president what thoughts on that anybody i know Naomi had drinks with her before right oh yeah she was shit-faced yeah um <laughs> 
I mean, I, I don't think she has any, I, I yeah. think it's smart for her to be there in case, uh, for VP. I think she's going to run for VP, VP or in case something, something, cra- somebody crashes and burns that she'll be left, uh, standing. But I don't think she has any chance against somebody like DeSantis if DeSantis were to, but she'll, she'll get, it's a smart move. You know, Ron, what yeah, do you Yeah, you're right for VP. And, you know, yeah. she's, she's a person of color, which is, I'm sure the Republicans would be very happy to embrace a person of color for uh, obvious political reasons. So I, I like Nikki Haley. You know, I don't, I don't know that she's got gravitas, you know, I, I don't really know how smart she is, but, you know, I like her. Ron, what do you think? Yeah, I heard she was going to, like, make a run for it. And, yeah, I can certainly see why she would. I do think she's uh, vying for, like, a VP spot. Um, I, I think I think Ron DeSantis is by far the most dangerous person in American politics. And I, I sincerely hope that guy ends up nowhere near the White House anytime ever. Um, why is he dangerous? Uh, I mean, gee, the, the book banning, the fact that he giggles about torture, uh, just the type of stuff he is trying to pass in Florida is the the print that he would impose nationally. I think he is a very competent theocratic fascist, and he would get a lot of stuff done. I mean, all this stuff that you think is smart thought Trump was nah. um, DeSantis. Yeah, nah. I think DeSantis is very smart. He's no, he's very not competent. No, he's not. All the policies he's passing. That's yeah. because, yeah, that's because you, you, he, you can look smart when you have a bunch of dumb hick people liking everything that you do. I've see, seen that, videos. That, 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 that's the thing. That's why. That's think it. He could do that. Now. That's why I asked that no. question because a lot of times, oh, no. he, yeah, a lot of times people will say like, "Oh, he's not smart because you don't like." Actually, I, I believe he's very smart. You know, I think he's brilliant actually. But um, anyway, I don't. Yeah, I, look, I don't think any of these. Well, besides Social Mark Walker, that guy's fucking stupid. No, I don't I'm, think I don't think any of these guys are dumb. You know what I'm saying? I think they're all smart people. But the thing about about uh Ron DeSantis and everybody else that's different than than uh Donald Trump, they have boundaries. I've seen videos of Ron DeSantis. Do you back him into a corner? He has he he can he has no backbone. He can't he can't improv, he can't freestyle. The dude's short, he's frumpy, he doesn't even look presidential, my guy. He he doesn't have it. Can he I just have the? He's not that guy. Can I just ask Ron what sure. book has Ron DeSantis banned? Well, he just booked the. Uh, he just banned the Roberto Clemente book recently. That was his newest one. But uh, yeah, newest I, one? I'm I'm, I'm googling yeah. here. I see no, a fact he, check here also... from. I see a fact check here from August, which says he hasn't banned any books. This was well. Recent, he definitely but... wanted to stop teaching. Uh, uh what was it? The uh, um, African American studies. But he said that no, was he, that he, he, want, he, want, he wanted to change. Well, he, he objected to the way the AP, voices. the AP, uh, and African American, but then the AP went and changed a lot of the stuff that he was complaining about, and they claimed they didn't change it because of him. So I think he he came out. Yeah, he's a piece of detail. shit, man. He's a piece well, of that's, shit. That's a, that's that's, well, well, that's let, a good let, fallback let, argument. Yeah, I don't let, know. No, he did. He, he is one step at a time. He's anti-black, my man. I, and that's I, my I opinion. Take one step at a time because I do want to know this. So, uh, yeah, Ron, what what books do you say he? Uh... The Roberto Clemente thing was the most recent one. He doesn't want a Roberto Clemente book floating around because it acknowledges that that guy faced racism. Um, he's also trying to. I mean, just the stuff that he's passed, uh, as far as like uh, reporting your menstrual cycles and stuff like that. I mean, this guy has some very very sinister ideas that he's trying to get through. 
And he sugarcoats it in this reasonable language. So a bunch of people are going along with it. He is very anti-black. He is very anti-gay. Those are his philosophies. And he wants to impose it on a country. All the things that people thought Trump was, that's what Ron DeSantis actually is. Trump was just a narcissist who just wanted to feed his ego. And that's still kind of like all he is. He has his people on Truth Social um ron desantis is a very very competent politician who will get a lot of dangerous stuff done should he ever be in the white house that, that's how i see him i think it's, i think he'd even be stop woke act it's it's all bullshit man it's it's anti-black that's the, the guy is anti-black that and that's one thing I, I really hate about this country man that i served it's just a, a lot of republicans they love history they love it you know they they love Talking about all the other shit that, that black people have done bad, you know. Oh, you know, history can't be racist. We're just talking about the past. Can, can somebody you... just can, can somebody just you know, for the sake of not let's not be crazy people here. Does somebody have any knowledge of why what what the rationale is for when you say banning? What do you mean they banned Roberto Clemente? But banned it from where? From I mean, they can't ban books. What do you mean banned it? From from grammar schools, high schools, from where? I think grammar schools. Okay, so so then what is their reason? I'm, I'm like there must be something something is there something in that particular book which is describes sex? Like what what it's either what there's something about? sexual or something that's you know what really got, there has to be they, there's a million books. They picked one book yeah. about Roberto Clemente. There's Bro, gotta be some can, reason they it can be they, anything. It can right, but honestly, I'm, I'm just saying, just for this, just so we understand, so we don't so we don't sound like idiots. Let's just understand, like they say, Steelman, let's just understand what is the least, you may, we may think it's bullshit, but there has to be some rationale that was given for why they, you know, zeroed in on this one book about Roberto Clemente. Dude, any parent. I, and not Willie parent, Mays and not uh, Jackie Robinson. There's a million other black ball players. I'm sure they didn't ban the books about. That's why because, they, why because, this book? Because some parent probably more than likely read it and go, I don't like this. This makes me. My kid feel uncomfortable. Uh, but That's you're guessing now. You don't. You don't know. I, I mean, Bro, I, there's I, a there's a hotline in Virginia where you can just call and say, "I don't like this book and have it removed." I would just I, that, that's before, here in Virginia. Before I criticize it, I feel call me nuts. I feel some obligation to know the facts. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't understand these facts. I'll, I'll have to read about it. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. But the, the but the, what the, what's funny is it's like the people who want these books banned don't even know all the facts. It's just like. All this stuff well, they're doing true. is, is truly based. Yeah. It's based off their feeling. That's but, what's so I, funny I about this this whole movement, man. This whole fucking movement. This all yeah. this shit started because Kaepernick kneeled. That's all this shit is. All this whole anti woke thing. It's white people with their feelings hurt. Point blank. Period. There's no way around it. We can talk about all this other bullshit you want, Noam. What it boils down to is white people don't want to feel bad. They don't want to. They don't want to face the real fact of this country that it was that our country was brought about by slavery and a lot of hurt and bullshit and awful people. Look, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying George Washington didn't do good things. He was a he was a shitty person. I'm not saying he wasn't nice to his kids on Christmas, but these people were not good people, and it may, it upsets older white generation to have their kids know about the true history of this country. That's, that's really what it boils right, down to. I think right now we kind of like all over the place. Like we went from book banding to like, I want to take like one step at a time. My man, you, you uh, can't on, look at it in a vacuum. Man. Uh, uh, so, so let's, when we say like ban books, like how do you ban books and which books 
And why that book? Why specifically that book, you know? Uh, yeah, because anything that mentions like if, if there's a book that has two dads, if, if it represents gay people, get it out of there. We don't want to see that. Uh, if it, if it's about if it's too racial, if like uh, they have the sugar coat uh, things about like Rosa Parks. Oh, she was politely asked to get out of her chair. That ain't fucking what happened. That's what it is. It's them trying to sugarcoat history. That's what it is. You should see how the way they make this shit look. These these uh pictures that they draw of slavery, this slave smiling, having a great time. Right. That's, I, like, that's not what the fuck so, that is. So man. I here I let me just I let me read. I I see something on Axios from February tenth. So I just read, read, so somebody knows. Um, Duval County Public Schools, which includes Jacksonville, announced late last month we're taking further steps to comply with the Florida laws on library books. Those steps include a formal review of classroom libraries. Uh, the 2005 Illustrated Children's Book on Clemente is one of those under review. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it forces school. Uh, it's, this is, it is troubling, at least as is reported here. The structures have forced the school to remove conventional books on civil rights. Um, some 170 books are under review. I'm skipping around. I hope I'm not trying to leave anything out that's important. The Duval County Public Schools say, told the TVWT. AETV. The book is not permanently banned, but it is under review with many others. What they're saying, the removal of Clemente's book is the last, latest attempt of Florida's education to score cheap political points at the expense of education, said Lourdes M. Rosado. Uh, don't forget. But I can't see here what it is that's in this Here we book. go. Yeah. Stop Woke Act, which restricts lessons and training on race and diversity in schools and the workplace, particularly anything that discusses privilege or oppression based on race or rather someone bears responsibility for or must feel guilt, anguish or other forms of psychological distress. So if if just like how they say that, oh, look at the woke left, they're getting all upset when they hear uh, X, Y and Z. They, they, get, they can't handle the truth. This is the same thing. But now they're just passing legislation yeah don't get that me stops wrong. I, them I from their not, feelings being i hurt. am not on the side of keeping uh oh, well i shouldn't say that they should every book in the world should be in a, for, available to kids no but i'm not on the side of um particularly being particularly careful about what kids should read and what they shouldn't read i'd be, I more, agree. On the side, I'd be more on the side of making sure that there's books of opposite points of view in the library rather than getting out books that are in any one point of view however um, I just want to know the facts. I mean, you know, they, they, there has to and, be some. And now they they want to teach in schools. They want to teach the Nazi side of of things. They want they want they want they want a full like we they want to hear why the Nazis did what they did. Not not just think, from like I think I think there's one incident that the school said that I I I don't I don't think I know it was one. Incident. There was yeah, a, it was in Ohio. I don't remember all the details on it, but but I do know that it was in Ohio. Um, and and there was one, yeah. Well, in I, Texas, I they didn't want to, they didn't want Anne the Frank, the diary of Anne Frank, or an illustrator diary of Anne Frank, or something was taken out. In How Texas do you feel about while. that? Uh, I need more facts on that again. I, I, don't, I don't like it, but you know, having read about it, and that's why I wanted to read about this. What turned out, there were there were a lot, there were many other books on the Holocaust were available. This particular book had reference to, you know, she had written some sexual stuff. Yeah, even uh, her dad on. took some stuff from the original. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it was the sexual stuff, apparently, purportedly, ostensibly, the it was the sexual stuff which the Board of Education was concerned about. Um, and I think I think afterwards they might have even reversed the thing. So, 
you know, was this some sort of anti-Semitic thing? I, I don't really know. I, I know that, I will tell you this, I, you know, the stuff my kids are learning about race in New York, in New York public schools is, is so agenda driven. It, 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 it makes me nuts. I want to go, I want to go to that school. So like what? Burn, it, burn it down. Just like I said, what did you learn today? Uh, I learned that, um, that, uh, uh, only white people can be racist. Really? That's what you learned. Yeah. That's what I learned. Or my daughter came home from school and they said, daddy, you're cause my, my kids are mixed, uh, race. She says, uh, Daddy, my daughter, who never, you know, she's in first grade, told the story before. She, she goes, Daddy, you're white, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, do you treat people badly? I'm like, no, sweetheart. Did, why do you say that? Did you ever see Daddy treat somebody badly? She goes, no, in school we learned that white people treat people badly. Or, or, and then she said, or, you know, they used to treat people bad. Did you, did you used to treat people badly? And I'm like, what the fuck? She's in first grade. She believes in Santa Claus. Why are they talking to her about this stuff? You know, like why a, a daughter is, is coming home and asking her dad, are you somehow not nice because you're white daddy? Uh, I'm not. That's not OK with me. I mean, but, I felt bad, too, when as a kid, when we learned about slavery and everybody looking at me. I mean, but the thing is, no, we no, no, we but were, they're, they're, she's in first grade. I'm not so, saying so she learned this in ninth grade. So was I. I. I don't think it's a competition. A whole, I, but you, I, I, I know, but I'm, both I'm, wrong. Look, I'm not saying it's a competition, but what I'm saying is. Other people have been under uncomfortable for years learning shit. Well, that's so two wrongs don't make any kind of right. I, I'm not I'm not saying that it does, but no one gave a fuck when we. And the thing is, what are we making up? I can't I can't I can't answer that. No one gave a fuck. Maybe some people did, some people didn't. That's not my. Forgive me. I'm a dad. I'm concerned so about my daughter. Period. So am I. Yeah, I am I'm too. About my daughter, and you know she's the captain. So so that that's that's what's going on, and and you know. There's an agenda for the schools, and you know, so, so I'm so I'm torn about some of this stuff. But Ron, like what's I, said, your, what's I don't want I don't want them taking books out. But you know, like you know, uh, like my friend Coleman Hughes, uh, you think they'd ever they'd ever put a book about him in that classroom by by him? He's he I has mean, a book coming out. Yeah, they're not going to choose his book. Yeah, you see, I mean, come on, man, he ain't really. I mean, he's cool, but why the fuck would they learn about him, man? Well, that's the point. He does shit. Well, one way of banning books, as you call it, is simply by only choosing certain books, right? Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, we've only really learned history from one point of view this entire time. I mean, well, that's right. I would like I would like my kids learn history from every point of view. But, but, but if but, somebody's going to make the but, point to me that that Ibram Kendi is some kind of intellectual and Coleman Hughes is not, then you know what? They're going to put me on this on the wrong side of this issue because the opposite is true. Chris, what you just said, yeah, by the way, is that. that. Coleman What's up, Bobby? Bobby. <laughs> Somebody, because he's giving this manly rant and he's sitting on a little tiny girl chair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't motherfuck you. With it, with it, it's, it's got a dildo in it. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, it a black dildo? Yeah, I'm cool with that. No. Uh, Any other right, kinds? So <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. But, but no, Chris, just, just to say really quickly, what, what, you know, the I know it's not what you meant, but the argument said that we learn history from one part. That was the Ohio guy argument when he said, "Oh, we need to learn about the Nazi because it's the other side as well." But anyway, because we have a few minutes uh, left, but there, there's a there's a context to like, what do you what do you want to? Yes, people should learn about Nazis, but we don't need to hear their personal point of view why they feel like this shit was okay. Why? I think that's why it's, it, we need we do need to know it. We shouldn't, but, but, teach, we shouldn't teach it to first graders. That's what I'm saying. There's, well, there's a certain saying. time to. But, but right. obviously, if, if you're going to study the Nazis, then all bits of information about the Nazis are relevant and fair game. 
period. And if you want to study race relations, then every single bit, bit of information, every single point of view, whether you don't like it or you do like it, yep. is fair game. Right. Yeah, I, so, I agree. Uh, last thing before we go, uh, and let's start with Ron. Now that Trump is back in social media, now he's he's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. He's back everywhere. You think uh, you think he's back to uh, to be dangerous again, or uh, does he have a chance at all? Uh, what's your thoughts on all that? Him being back in social media, I I kind of miss him a little bit. Ron, go ahead. <laughs> I I kind of feel like he's sort of losing his base a little bit. I could yep. be totally wrong. I know a lot of people think like he's still the guy, he's still the front runner. I'm not so sure. I feel like uh, some of his base is kind of abandoning abandoning him because he doesn't have the. Uh, I guess he doesn't have like quite the fire that he had a a, a while back. Yeah. And I actually think some of that base is going over to DeSantis. So I so I think that's why I think DeSantis is is definitely the front runner because I think that guy, he's getting the never Trump portion of the Republicans, and he's getting some Democrats, and I think he's actually taking some of Trump's space. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I I think this might be a weird comparison, but but I feel like. I remember when Howard Stern, like remember when Howard Stern was on terrestrial radio right. and like part of the allure was like, he was always pushing the boundaries and he was like trying to see what he could get away with. And it was like, he was the David versus the FCC's Goliath. Um, I think with Trump, it's like when he was on social media and he was just, you know, like, like, like ruffling all these feathers that was like really exciting his base and, and in their minds, he was kind of the David in this scenario, but now that he has his own platform and he just has like his own thing, it, it's sort of, uh, it's sort of lost its luster a little. I could be totally wrong. I, no, I agree. Oh, the big guy. Okay, I agree. Can I, can I, can, can I just, can we just rewind for one second? I just read something fascinating. And this is why I was, uh, I'm always careful. This is from WTAE in uh, Florida. Roberto Clemente book removed from Florida school. Clemente Jr. reacts to decision. Subheadline, Roberto Clemente book removed from Florida school. Clemente Jr. agrees with the decision. Mm -hmm. He says, it's a great book, a book that anyone can read, and, middle, and the middle schoolers, I don't see an issue. But the younger ones, I absolutely, absolutely, I do agree, said Roberto Clemente Jr., I won't go into the whole article. So this is why I think we just ought to know all the details before we jump blindly into a decision because in, unless unless Roberto Clemente Jr. is, you know, not to be trusted, maybe there is something in that book which is troubling in some way, so much so that his own son agrees that little kids shouldn't be reading this. So, you know... It, there's something there. Yeah, no, and I so like just like just like you know, like if it's, if Roberto Clemente Jr. says it, but it's interesting that not one of these articles I read, except for this one, gave us was a quite a relevant fact, isn't it? Like you no, want to know I, that I, for context. No, and by I the way, Roberto Clemente Jr.'s son also thinks the book is very harsh for young kids. Maybe I, they would have told us that, point, but, but the fucking media, God forbid, this the agenda is so strong they they don't want to risk telling us any facts which might. Have us say, okay, well, you know, maybe I should get all the facts before I just 
jump to a conclusion here. And like I said, I'm always on the side of kids reading whatever they want. Actually, I have this going on in my family right now. My daughter, I keep telling her, read whatever you want, sweetheart. And the teacher keeps telling her she can't read this book. She can't read that book. Too mature, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so I, I believe me, I'm not, I, I'm not one of these people who doesn't want these kids to read books. I was I was reading whatever I wanted in, in grammar school. I'm just saying I can't impose that on other parents. You know, what it was okay with right. me. Some parents maybe, you know, not want their kids reading certain harsh things. No, look, I'm I'm all about being appropriate, age appropriate stuff, but I feel like the, the a lot of the the uh sentiment behind it is racial. It's I'm going it, to I'm going to buy the political. book. I'm going to buy the book and I'm going to get okay. it now on Amazon. We can uh, we can do another and uh, and maybe Chris, you maybe you should buy it too. It'd be a great I'm podcast. not rich. I don't have money laying around. Okay. I have, I, have I, I, I would get you a copy, but uh, you're gonna have to ask a Christian to do that. Uh, well, I mean, you guys love money. You should have a lot of money around. <laughs> no, you know, you know what? If if you want to do this, then um, send hot hot time your mailing address, and I'll get I'll get you a copy. You know, I, I know how to write it off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a feeling if it wasn't DeSantis that banned this book, if it was. Let's say just I'm not saying let's say Obama, for example. I'm just giving any, any no, I agree. Or, or Bill yeah. Clinton. Talk you know, about it. Never been a big deal. All right. So now, back to back to uh so can, can, I, can I say one more last thing too? I, yeah. I just think a lot of it is phony because I remember a while back when liberals remember uh they wanted to get rid of uh nigger Jim. They wanted to just go Jim. And a lot of Republicans go, Hey man, this is a this is a, a classic piece of literature. You no, know, a lot of liberals, a lot of yeah. classic liberals didn't want Huckleberry Finn. Exactly. That's what I'm, yeah, they didn't want. Oh, we got to get rid of that. It's just like. Well, now you're talking. They, now, now you're That's right. These, they would defend talking. the shit like, oh, you got to. But now it's just like when the shoe's on the other foot, when they're talking about other things now, well, we got we got to be careful. But when people say, hey, man, this nigger Jim's kind of hurtful, kind of weird. They want to keep it in there. I, 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 just, I just think it's I think it's really, really weird. I think they pick and choose, man. I, I think people pick and choose. I think it's really political. And like Norm was saying, people like we like to muddy the waters uh, that way. Nothing really gets solved. We don't know what was said in any of these books. I'll, what bothers me is I feel like the kids, the teachers and then the administration are the ones that are really being hurt by all this chaos. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It's tit for tat stuff. I'm all about protecting children, too. There's there's age appropriate books and, and material and subjects, and I think this should be really be looked at, but I think it be has become a little too political, and I think that can hurt kids yeah, just as yeah. much as, as having inappropriate my, books. My daughter, who's now in the 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 sixth grade, she made a snide remark, and, and it was telling when when they when the teacher kept telling her that she couldn't read this book and couldn't read that book. She says to me, Dad, maybe I should just read a, a book about a trans subject because then she can't say no. I mean, like she, like she, she understood like the way politics so are. Like it was a trans that's thing. Yeah. Maybe, oh, no, you can read whatever you want. Like we, we would never tell you you can't read a book about trans. But that's just the way the agenda is filtering down to her within her school. She didn't get it from me. I swear on my life. She, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, but, yeah, so, but again, I like what, like an example of what you did know, like while we're here now is like, you know, you research why this book was wanted to be banned and not one uh, outlet of media, two and three, until you find out that even his own uh, son said that. And that's I just ordered the book like, on whoa, Kindle. Whoa, 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 so hold I'll have, on, hold on. I'll have, I'll have some excerpts on it for next week. Oh boy. Yeah, no, and no. that's fine. His son's allowed to feel however he wants. I mean, but but the bigger point here is, I find what Florida is doing and what Ron DeSantis's agenda is, I find it incredibly concerning. And, well, I agree you know, with you. Like, I'm just like, saying that's the fact. Just where I'm at. If you don't, that's fine. But you know, I I do. No, I agree with you on that. I'm talking about the fact that this 
inf- piece of information we did not know. No, one, no, I, I did actually, and, and, oh, and you did? yeah, okay. I mean, yes, I did, and and, oh, and I, I take that point, but yeah, I did know that his son was okay with it, and that's fine. His son's. Well, maybe you should have mentioned way. that. Maybe you should <laughs> yeah. mention that. I, I just, I just feel like it's funny too. Going? Like they, they want to, they want to talk about banning things, but Republicans are also really. Uh, really big on this slippery slope thing. Like, oh, we can't we can't get rid of these types of guns because it's a slippery slope. I feel the same way with books. If you I, start banning this book, it's like, well, if we took got rid of that. Let's get rid of this one. Look, let's look, get rid of that. Look, you're that. right that you're you're absolutely right that they pick and choose. It wasn't the that slippery. long ago. I remember when Al Gore's wife was trying to ban music lyrics. You know, she she would the Harris Music Resource uh, something center or whatever. She got the stickers. Yeah. Um. So. They they do, and of course, you know, if if these books were somehow um, troubling on the other side, they would they'd want the ban, like you said, with with Huckleberry Finn. I I feel I, just to to be honest about it, I I I am somewhat in support of DeSantis's pushback on the total capture of the public schools as kind of an as a as a frontier for fighting for a particular agenda. That's what it feels to me like. But on the other hand, it does seem like he's pandering in some way, uh, which is distasteful. And he's making it hard for me to be on his side by taking things too far. There is a, there's, there are people out there who make the practical argument that the only way to, to fight this is to fight it full on and 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 grind it down to some sort of compromise that you can't really make inroads uh by just passing more careful regulations and analogies you know when the people being regulated as it were are not on board they always find workarounds so like imagine all the efforts to this day that to try to get the white racists in the south to play ball on various issues. They always find a way to get around it, right? It doesn't matter what you throw at them. They find some way to get around them. And then I think that's the, what they think is going on, going to go on in Florida. Like no matter what reasonable rules and tweaks they do to the rules about uh, uh, curriculum and all that, that the, the school is just such an occupied territory for wokeness and, and ultra progressivism that They'll they'll never be they won't succeed they'll 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 just they'll just spitting in the wind unless they really take strong action I think well, that's I, part of I, the I, I think I'm not I'm not defending negative. it or not it's a complex thing I have to think about it. I'm just right. saying, I, think that, I think that's their <laughs> mentality that's can, I, can I ask you a question I think DeSantis is very dangerous very dangerous uh, I think I think he smart. is too but I, I think he's kind of a mess not, I, don't, I don't think he can get as dangerous America's gonna be fine none of this oh, stuff we're gonna is, be fine I'm not saying I'm saying I've been I mean, hearing, you'll be fine I've been hearing about dangerous presidents the most important election of my lifetime the most critical the, the, since I was 10 years old but can yeah. I say this though every everything <laughs> comes to Trump, an end my man including Trump Every yeah, everything comes to an end. I, I guess it dep- depends what the definition of dangerous. What I mean by dangerous is versus what what other people mean by dangerous. You know, Trump I, was I, so dangerous. But if you he was know, yeah, except that if you didn't know anything about politics, I, the thing is, I don't even care about the you politics, would have not man. noticed any difference in America whatsoever. Yeah. I take Trump offense to that as a. Nope, that's I, 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 think, I, I agree nah, with that. I, to an I'm extent. wrong with I, I, I find that well, I, I'm as, not a, as of fact, you'd only notice I disagree. The economy, you'd only notice well, that the hold economy on, hold was on. Let's, let's you'd only have noticed, hold on, you'd only have noticed that the economy was booming up until the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Ron, what did you want to say? Well, no, I, I was just going to say, like, a lot of people, yeah, they, they were so freaked out by Trump and this and that because he was very – but at the end of the day, Trump just didn't have any subtleties like policy wise. He was the same as anyone else in the GOP. And so like a lot of people, they, they just got so, oh, my God, oh, my God, Trump, 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 Trump. And, and that's why mm. I feel the way I do about this. Hey, let me let me drop the bomb that we, we talk about the, the 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 most dangerous thing Trump did was what they stopped him from doing, which was he wanted to try to reset the relationship with Russia. Mm hmm. And we were warned that if he makes any moves in that direction, it's because he's in bed with Putin and he's a Russian right. spy, whatever it is. And now the world is threatened by maybe nuclear war in Ukraine. Why? Because we didn't reset the relationship with Russia. The one thing that he wanted to do, of course, he would have never been able to prove that it was critical that he had done that. He would go down in history as the guy who kissed Putin's ass. Nobody would he would not have gone down in history as the guy who avoided this horrible war in Ukraine. You can't you can't prove those things. But in retrospect, we know that. And so I don't know if Trump did anything that was so dangerous, but I know what his his enemies made sure he couldn't do was quite significant, quite significant. So we have to process I, I, that. No, I agree with that. And and then the other side of that, too, is is whenever he was getting praised for being heroic, it was when he was bombing Syria or when he was escalating things with Iran. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, mm. you know, it, it really makes you take a step back. As a black Iran, person, it, Iran worked. Sorry, go ahead. As a black person that lives in the South, he definitely was a dangerous person that changed a lot of shit. Okay. Like, look, the thing is, y'all are white. So him talking shit about people of color, that don't affect y'all at all. So, I mean, whether you're super liberal or whatever it is, as a white person, you can walk around and be fine. Like if shit goes down, you can switch sides at any, at any point in time. Me as a black man, I could not do that. I was surrounded in deep red. Neighbor down the street, Confederate flag. Dude around the corner, Confederate flag. MAGA shit everywhere. Now, are all those people bad people? No. But... Things got scary, man, during the pandemic. It got scary down here where, where you had those riots and stuff. I literally, right now, I have four magazines for AR-15 loaded up on my dresser, AR-15 in my case, right next to my bed. Now, is anything going to happen? I don't know. But the thing is, shit got scary, man. Like we were saying how Rogan was saying weird shit. He normalized a lot of saying weird things about black people, man. There were a lot of bold-ass white people for the last six years. Saying shit to black and brown but, people, but not only about black people, also I, I said black and brown people. Yeah, yeah, well, so fair, that's fair, why we fair, fair enough, Chris. That's yeah. why we got scared because where I'm at, bro, I am severely outnumbered. Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm one of these people, man. Like I really did not freak out about everything Trump did at all. But being a, on a day to day level, living where I live, being in the environment that I was in, I was nervous. There were days where I was nervous. There were times, man, I went out. With a with my with a uh, concealed pistol. All now, right. was something gonna happen? Probably not. But I went out just in case. My wife been called a nigger before. All right, fair enough. I can't well, challenge. Can I? I can't challenge your personal experience and to the extent. And that it's not everybody, man. So I I don't want to be one of those people who made it seem like slavery was coming back. But it there were some times, man. It was it was pretty scary. Chris, why, why don't you move? I, I was wondering. Not not only for this, but for comedy in general. Well, I mean, I got a wife. I just can't up and move. She doesn't. She doesn't want to move to New York. Oh, I didn't want to. Okay, because you're not right a comedian. You're not in 
New York or LA. I mean, hey, if I if I had a, re- a big reason to come to New York, trust me, I would love to be there. I feel like my career would be further along. But any, but besides that, um, I didn't want to just pull my son out of school. Uh, so th- that's why we, we haven't moved. But I do. I would. I would love to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But you know what? I stopped complaining about being here, and I actually have some cool things going on. But I plan on getting to New York more. But yeah, man, it, it was it was it was hard to like try to like not freak out about Trump, but also being in an environment that I'm in. My son goes to a predominantly white school in a very very red uh, uh, county. You know, it, it, so it it was a little scary for me. So, Hatem, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, we we're gonna end because of the game as well. So, oh, um, shit, my bad. guys, thank you very much. You want to share where people can find you, follow you, uh, listen to your projects? Ron, go ahead. I am at Ron Placone on all the socials: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. At Ron Placone, ronplacone.com for all tickets and tour dates. All right, there we go, Chris. Chris Allen Comedy on all things social media. A L A N. Uh, yeah, check me out. Just hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, yeah. All right, and live from America, and Trump is also on social media now. If you want to follow him, so yeah. <laughs> go go Eagles! <laughs> All right, guys, Kansas City, baby! Thanks, All right, thanks for having me, man. Thank you, guys. See so you, long, guys. Good talk. Right. See you.